Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to another iTalk with Tui. So, um, actually, it just seems like the other day that we were talking, Tom, and it, it pretty much was. So, hey, it uh, was. So I'm joined today by Tom Huntington, who is the executive T VP of Technical Solutions at Help Systems. Um, and we, we spoke just a, a few short months ago, uh, Tom, because uh, you guys had your annual survey going out and right. the results are now in. Um, the results are in, yes. The results are in. Uh, by the way, I will put the link to, to, to the page uh, in, in, the, in the, the description of this, this awesome. for, for, for the iDoc. Um, so, so Tom, t tell me uh, about the results. Right. So first of all, you're right. We did have the survey open in September of 2020, which, you know, obviously being a pandemic year was always interesting to see um, how people would, would handle it. Uh, I thought we'd have even way numbers, but, you know, here's one thing I have to remember in all of us is this is the seventh year of doing the IBM I marketplace study. And I think a lot of the same customers fill it out year after year. Um, but, you know, this year we actually had um, almost 25% of the people who took the survey were from Latin America. So as Help Systems has grown, um, our reach has grown differently, too, because we have offices now in Argentina and places like that that can help promote it in their native language and across their their customers. So that was kind of a, I forgot about that when we were talking earlier, but that was kind of an interesting little piece. And being a COVID year, we did add in um, a few questions related to that this year too, Paul. So I'm very, very pleased. We had 500 people fill out the entire survey and another 250 that filled out partial of it. I, I guess they got tired. It takes 20, 25 minutes to do the survey. So it's not something simple. And the thing to remember too, again, is that people don't get they really don't get any incentives other than for the love of the platform, right? Or the love of the operating system is, is yeah. why they fill it out. Yeah, that's why I don't fill it out, Tom. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I thought you were a power <laughs> champion <laughs> too. I thought you were a power <laughs> champion too. You better be promoting. <laughs> but um, so tell me, sorry, just when you mentioned the, the, the figures there, are, are they sort of, are, are the numbers of people who filled out the survey, is, that, is it sort of the norm? At that about 750 or is it down a little bit up a little bit it's pretty consistent that's kind of been kind of the high bar as we get about that many people um you know from and the other thing just demographics it's probably always good to talk about demographics so uh this year the percent from north america was down because of the heavier percent of people from uh, latin america uh, filling out south america you know uh, central america in those areas um, but typically, we've had about a 60-40 split of North America versus the rest of the world. And this year, the, the numbers were a little um, less than that. Um, so that, that was good, actually. I mean, it's good to get different opinions, different uh, numbers. But quite honestly, in a lot of areas, like the number of partitions, the number of servers, those things stayed pretty consistent in what people are doing. We're at right now about 25% of the market only runs a single partition of IBMI. So highly virtualized we are today. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I do want to talk about some of the stuff in the survey, Tom, but, but let, let's start, I think, maybe with the, with the pandemic uh, sure. related things. So what, what came out in that area that, that was sort of interesting or Right. So I think, um, 
the goal with that was to add two or three questions, which we, we did related to, you know, what's on your mind um, related to the pandemic? How did you switch and over from, uh, you know, the working in the office to work from home? And interestingly enough, as I talked to customers, quite a few people already have been working from home. They've been doing IT from anywhere, even as administrators or, you know, for sure developers, right? You can pretty much be anywhere. But um, when we looked at our top um, IT concerns around IBMI, one of the things that did noticeably grow was reduce spending, right? Because if you think about it in the pandemic year, a lot of us went into it and said, oh my gosh, you know, businesses halted. Take manufacturing. There were manufacturers that literally had to shut down and couldn't do any manufacturing. Now, depending upon what industry they're in, uh, they may have leaped back into business and been going 100% ever since because, you know, they're in home and gardens or outdoor type things. Those kind of items, at least in my experience, have have been growing crazy. Um, so, so it's been, uh, so we had that question in there. Reduced IT spending was the number one thing there. Uh, security was still number one, HA, number two, modernizing applications, number three, and then um, uh, concerned about skills and, you know, IT skills. And I, and I still, I kind of drum a, bum, a drum here and say, this is not just an IBMI problem. It's an IT issue around the globe, no matter what platform you are. There is a shortage of IT skills, and it's only going to get worse as we go through this decade. So we as leaders need to encourage young people to go into IT in general. And, you know, they'll learn RPG or, you know, they'll learn open source on IBMI or RDI, whatever it is. It's just a matter of putting the tools in front of them that they're comfortable with. Don't put a green screen in front of them, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Those are, those are things that it's pretty obvious. If you're still doing that, uh, you're going to have problems attracting new kids out of college or out of, you know, vacation school, wherever they're coming from. But so um, the other part of it is that because of the tool set that IBM has, you know, things like ACS, you know, access client solutions for being able to um, access the system, run it through a browser, um, you know, work from home. If you think about IBM, I, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's become a database server. So it literally runs your business application. And even if you are running green screens, I mean, green screens run just perfectly fine from home. Uh, <laughs> certainly a browser might be a better choice this day and age, but uh, the fact of the matter is there's certain business applications that for whatever reason, performance wise, or just, they just haven't retooled them. Um, they run them from green screen and it's just fine remotely. So I think the, the IBM I community uh, adjusted work from home quite nicely because the tools were there already. Um, more pressure on things like VPN and making sure that was working. And, and like our own company, making sure everybody had a laptop or, you know, after realizing, hey, you're going to be working from home for a while, uh, working on a card table is probably not the best ergonomic thing for people, right? So uh, at Help Systems, we had a few of those where it's like, uh, it looks like you're working from your couch. Um, you might want to decide to get something a little better, right? So put a lot of pressure on that that too. Yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting uh, thing. This I, I, I found I was uh, actually having a conversation with uh, my son-in-law about this, that he was saying that, you know, whereas for a lot of us, this, this whole thing of working from home uh, is not an issue. Uh, I mean, like I'm sitting here in my office that I've had here at home for yeah. you know, 20, 20 plus years. But uh, for a lot of people who have just joined a company, you know, who have uh, like just moved up to the big city, say, 
you know, yeah. from home and they're sharing an apartment with six other people, uh, suddenly working from home <laughs> is, is not really an option there. Yeah, that is a challenge. You know, you're, you have your own space. I have my own space at home, but I have been sharing some space with my son-in-law and uh, daughter who are also working right now from where, where we are here in Florida. And that's another story we'll talk about at the end, but um, that is a challenge. Uh, I feel it, it's hard for the new people in the workforce to get a, to feel that part of the culture of any organization if they're working from home. Um, but the good news uh, with IBM I, I think the survey basically showed that we had the tools, the servers reliable, um, where people were automated, they, they were much better off, where people still had manual processes, they struggled. You, know, you think about printing, if you have to print or you have to manually receive letters and or whatever it may be uh, in your office, um, how did you get through with those things going on, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's where people maybe struggled a little bit, where they really were. It wasn't just a modernization as you and I think of a browser versus a green screen. It's, oh my God, we're still printing all this stuff. We're still scanning all these things in manually. Yeah. Um, you know, we're filling out forms in the warehouse, you know, how, uh, yeah. If you had that stuff automated, you switched over to work from home quite nicely and your business continued to move on. Yeah. So, so uh, apart from that time in the survey, did, did, did it, it just sort of follow the trend that has been going for, for the last few years? I mean, I, I think we, we, we have talked about this before, that on yeah. the survey, it's usually those top two or three items, like, you know, the concerns about security uh, and uh, like the ones you mentioned, the challenge of finding people. Uh, yeah. So apart from the COVID-related stuff, is it still, are they, are those still the, the main concerns that are coming out? Yeah, security and HA are the one and two. Security by far is in the 70% of the people that, you know, we gave them about 15 things that they could check off as being their top concerns. And security was 70, 76% of the people put down security. And then I th I'm doing this off the top of my head, by the way, I should have the survey up in front of me. So uh, if you look at a number and it's off by 1%, 2% this way or another, uh, 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 blame Paul, not me. <laughs> no, but then, yeah, then uh, HA, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of about, uh, you know, 60% of the people put down HA, which is interesting because, you know, HA has been around for many years on the platform, but uh, things, um, you know, certainly are concerned. You know, it's amazing. You know, we talk about COVID and we think about negative. Everybody always thinks about the negative side of things. But, you know, one of the things that's happened is certain businesses have doubled in size. They've had to add shifts to manufacturing, to whatever they're doing business-wise distribution, because they're in an industry that's higher demand, whether it's, you know, in the U.S. anyways, outdoor type activity became the essential. Or just like yesterday, I was talking to the small manufacturer of, of outdoor patio equipment. Everybody wants new patio equipment so they could sit out on their deck and work from home kind of thing, right? And be comfortable. Uh, you know, their business has grown. So because of that, all of a sudden now they're adding shifts and HA even becomes a bigger issue for them, right? Security goes without saying. I mean, we now have all these endpoints that are connecting to your network from outside your network to do work every day. And so there's certainly been a lot of risk with that. So actually, there, there's something you touched on, that, on there, John, I'm going to come back on it in a sec. But be, before I do that, one, one of the things that I, I found out, I know that and I know that this from chatting to you in that before, that 
Um, I mean, Help Systems is a, you're, you're a very large company. And I mean, you've touched on it, you've customers all over the world. And I've got a funny feeling that you go and personally visit every one of them. Every, <laughs> sorry about that, every one of them. It's funny because my wife and I were just talking about this. She goes, you know, you're, you get energized by going out and seeing people and traveling and stuff. And she says, I feel like you're just a little more irritable here during the pandemic. <laughs> and it's because you're not out traveling and visiting people. Uh, I, I certainly don't visit each and every one of them because we got over 20,000 customers these days. And it's been an amazing story in itself. But, uh, you know, IBMI is very important to us. It's, a, it's Today, it's 30% of our business, but it's not because the business has shrunk, it's because we've done a bunch of acquisitions outside of IBMI too, to kind of diversify our own company. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, a lot of things that we've acquired impact IBMI because, you know, I, I mean, like the survey says, <laughs> as the survey says, if you know that game show, um, there's, um, there's a, a lot of other technology alongside IBMI all the time. I mean, there's Windows servers, there's Linux servers, there's Unix servers. And so if you talk about, I want to do pen testing for the organization, I have to pen test everything, right? It's not just IBMI. So that, I mean, that's another part of the, what's interesting for me has always been, you know, the fact that IBMI usually doesn't stand alone. It's got other servers that are doing other things with it. But the, the thing that interests me, Tom, in this, so, so, but I mean, you, 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 I know, talk to at least a couple of hundred customers a year. Yes, mm -hmm. right. So, so what interests me is that in your conversations with them, right, does the survey hold up? Yeah, it, it does. You know, the, from your personal experience of, of it, just it, to it, customers, does it reflect what you see in the survey? Yeah, it does. You know, one of the things I, I always fail to talk about demographics wise is that, the diverse set of types of industries that's, that are using IBMI. You know, manufacturing is still large, distribution, kind of warehousing, those kinds of things. Uh, financials, of course, banking and credit unions, uh, transportation, healthcare, insurance, all very vibrant yet around the IBMI platform. And so throughout the year, I do anywhere from three to I doubt I've done 500, but let's say 400 individual conversations with customers that usually last at least an hour, like we're talking today. And it's all about, you know, what's on your mind, what's on your roadmap, what does your IT environment look like, look like? And those things do reflect in the survey, for instance, just the partitions and where people are at from a partitioning standpoint, more and more people have multiple partitions. The ones that don't sometimes don't realize they can have multiple partitions and it really doesn't cost them anything um, as long as they're, they don't run out of processor that they're already paying for or disk space when they do it. They don't have to upgrade their system. They just add another partition. It's part of their environment. And then other things I hear about, like, um, you know, attracting, I usually get into how you're doing with IT skills and stuff like that, too. And, you know, how are you attracting new people to the platform? And amazingly, this year, I heard a lot about open source as I talked to customers that they're, they truly are doing open source on IBMI. Uh, they're using RDI, or if they're not, <laughs> I go on the, the, you know, the preacher part of that and try to explain to them how much more productive it would make all their developers. And that's another thing people think of the platform, nobody's doing development anymore. But if you look at the survey, you'll see, relatively high numbers in development. And, and the neat thing about IBMI is it doesn't take a lot of developers to develop an application. 
because the database is there, you're not struggling with that. Um, the tools are all there. So then it's a matter of more having that business knowledge and how to build an application that solves business problems. And you don't need an army of developers to get it done because it's just, it's all scalable, right? You're writing an application that runs on one server, one VM that can be you know, hundreds of terabytes in size. And so in talking to customers, uh, we talk to customers that have you know half a terabyte of disk space on IBMI. I talk to customers that have over 200 terabytes of disk space on one partition on IBMI, not to mention the other 30 or 40 partitions that they might have. Um, then the other thing is operating system. Uh, people are staying you know, very current on the operating system. This year we saw that um, 7.4 was about at, now at about oh, 15 to 17% again, off the top of my head. And uh, the, the the year before it was at 4%. So there's this, you know, natural transition, people are upgrading their systems, and people did upgrade their systems in the during this pandemic, it's something that still got done. Um, I'd say there's probably a little bit less hardware upgrades. Uh, but the operating system certainly was being upgraded. And, and I know others who that's what they do for a living on IBMI. And, and they were certainly doing upgrades remotely and not traveling to data centers. Or if they did, if you think about today's data center, you know, you talk about isolation and being away from people, <laughs> most data centers don't have people in it, right? So uh, you can go into a data center and not worry about spreading COVID to somebody else because there's nobody else in the data center, right? So, so the, the the thing I want to swing back on, you, you sort of something you touched on there, I, th I think there, um, and maybe the two go hand in hand. So, okay. um, do, do you see a, a a tendency or maybe a trend towards cloud, and and also the other thing to that I mean they don't go hand in hand, but the other th thing that would swing in there would be Power Ten uh, coming up on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, that's you know it's always you know how long do you stick with the technology, right? And are you worried about the future of it? And I think over the years IBM has demonstrated one, there's a very much so a plan for the operating system. There's the diagram that shows or the the uh, graph that shows, you know, IBM I next releases out into 2032 now. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's not just the operating system that we all have to be worried about. It's about the hardware too, right? Which remind everybody runs IBM I, AIX and Linux quite nicely all on one server if you want in different partitions or VMs. And Power 10's on the horizon. This is the year of, oh, when's Power 10 going to hit, right? I don't know the exact date, and IBM certainly isn't telling anybody, but we do know that it is coming um, because last September, just as we were doing the survey, the virtual conference around processors met, and IBM revealed the Power 10 processor chip at that. So usually you're looking at a year, year and three months or so before the server starts shipping. So that's good too for the, the roadmap. And, and I've even heard people start talking about power 11. So, or whatever, it, you know, God, what, what is it going to be called? Right. Uh, yeah. Let's guess. Right. I'm sorry. Hopefully I don't get in trouble with IBM leaking it out that it might be called power 11. I don't know, but okay. that's me guessing. They I'll, might just, I'll, 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 I'll try and remember to edit this bit of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's quite all right. Um, but those things are going on while we're going through the pandemic, while uh, everything's going on. And, and, and I will say that, you know, as a software developer, we have found through this pandemic period, too, that productivity has actually gone up. Our developers enjoy working from home 
And um, I'm thinking IBM maybe is feeling the same thing. I, I don't know how they do that for hardware kind of related things, but uh, you know, we definitely have seen our developers enjoy working from home. Now, will will they? Maybe that's a short term thing, or maybe they will they will like that for mm-hmm. forever. I'm I'm not sure, uh, but you know. We look at our technology. You and I are meeting on Zoom. This is the first time we're doing Zoom today, right? For your for your um, podcast that you do, and it's great. It's great seeing you, Paul. And, and and I feel I wish it'd be great to have you in my car. And we're going out for dinner, and we're at the uh, Austin facility uh, enjoying a Power Champion meeting. But if we can't, then maybe this is the next best thing. And uh, yeah, and it's, meeting virtually yeah. like this is great. Uh, of course, the fact that I'm for, really for your benefit, Tom, I'm wearing a mask. This isn't the real me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. We can hide behind things too, virtually. We could be whatever we want. Now I think about it. Did I answer your question correctly? I don't know. Is there? You did. Are you saying the other bit was the swing towards cloud? Are you? Yeah. That? Oh, the cloud piece. Yeah, I didn't. I covered the power ten and and that, but the cloud piece. Um. Yes. Well, a couple things. One, there's more and more cloud vendors popping up around the globe, or at least uh, wanting to get more um, vocal in that. I've been talking to people from uh, Poland to, uh, of course, uh, UK to North America, and, and it's not just the IBM cloud or, or a, a Google cloud and things like that we're hearing about in SkyTap. I do think, um, you know, I, I when I, when I think about what we've gone through this last year with COVID and the pandemic is that I, I keep telling people, what, what's going to be the new norm, right? Mm-hmm. And the new norm out of this is that, yes, work from home is a reality. People have been able to trust their employees to do their work, right? And also, we've been working remotely. So do I necessarily need to have my own data center anymore? Could I just be more comfortable now having IBMI running in the cloud? And I think this time period is going to get people to rethink that. As you know, being in the IBMI marketplace, our customers don't move very fast to new technology. They have a tendency to, to stick on what works for good reason, because there's a lot of business that re- relies on this box and the operating system and the applications that run on it to run every single day without a hiccup. Right. I mean, you hear stories, <laughs> as I said, I talked to customers. So there's a guy I was talking to from, oh God, we're in the UK. But anyways, he says, I had an, I, well, at that time it would have been an I-series. I literally took my old I-series that I didn't know what to do with. I couldn't dispose it. I put it in my basement. I'm kind of a collector of this stuff. And, and I just let it run. It's been running for 20 years. I've never IPL'd it. Yeah. You know, just crazy things like that, but that kind of speaks to the reliability of the box. And, you know, that means too, though, that people can access it from anywhere and putting it up in the cloud and running it in, you know, IBM cloud, SkyTap. Uh, there's a lot of private vendors out there, Connectria, Meridian IT, Comark, and, you know, I was talking about them in Poland. Um, I'm going to forget somebody, so I'm going to get in trouble. Blue chip, uh, <laughs> you could go on and on. There's just hundreds and hundreds of, MSPs, you know, cloud providers, and that's what people have to remember. So when people say cloud, what do you mean, right? The newest trend has been, you know, more platform as a service is what you're getting from the bigger cloud providers like IBM and Google, which means is they'll host your operating system and your application, but you're still responsible for security, 
monitoring it, managing it, all those kinds of things. That's where somebody like the other ones I mentioned are a little different because they also, they also add services to that. Yeah. They'll, they'll make sure the backups are running. They'll make sure that the, mm. the security is good, you know, that kind of thing. Which would also tackle some of the the HA concerns. So, so this, yeah, uh, we're we're ju we're just about done here. But before we go, and you you touched on it earlier because uh, you're sitting in in Florida at the moment, which I know yeah. is not where you are usually based. No, I'm normally in Minnesota in January, and uh, well, actually, it's no longer January, is it? I forget. It's February. <laughs> it's February. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, uh, Tom, I believe congratulations are due. Yes, congratulations for sure. I'm so proud. My uh, son and new daughter-in-law just got married on january 30th here on the beach in florida a smaller wedding than what they were planning they were planning about 250 people for their wedding originally which was supposed to happen way back last june um, we had a lovely lovely evening it was a nice 70 ish warmer degree day fahrenheit for those who are in different parts of the world um, and uh, the moon was shining full the palm trees were just lightly moving and shimmering. We had a great time dancing and stuff all night long. It was, it was a beautiful, beautiful deal. Um, you know, that has been one of the hard things that has happened. There's been a lot of people that have had to put their life on hold. And, you know, for me, uh, hey, I've been doing this for just fine, uh, working from home. I do miss the travel, believe it or not. I love to travel and get out and see people at Common and other conferences and stuff. But for the young people of the world having to put their life on hold, you know, they were told uh, they were going to get married in June. They were told they're going to have to wait for two years to get that same venue before they could book it again, that the place was that far booked out. And so, uh, you know, to wait nine, 10 months, you know, for you and I, no big deal. Right. But for somebody who's 28 years old, that's a big deal. So I'm really happy they were able to get married. Uh, they're having a little honeymoon right now. And uh, St. Thomas, so you don't have to feel too bad for them. They're in Virgin, <laughs> not the Virgin Islands, but the U.S. Uh, Virgin Islands. Um, and, uh, you know, basically they have a resort to themselves because uh, you have to have a COVID test and all that kind of stuff to get in there, but they're having a wonderful time. So we're very, very blessed as a family that we're able to pull this off and everybody's safe. And so far, cross fingers, nobody's picked up any of the bad virus. Okay, well, that's, I think that's a good happy note to end this. Yes. So thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I'm, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be chatting again when later in the year when yeah. survey time crops up again. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you as a power champion in Austin, Texas sometime later in the year as we get through all this. Yeah. Have a great day. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Tom. That's it for this week. Uh, for this iTalk, everybody, uh, tune in again for the next one. Bye for now.